What's up guys? Happy almost Friday. You're in the tub with Jackson and Alex in the bro tub live from Park City, Utah. <laughs> we apologize for the delayed and short pod tonight. We have had a busy week of travel and we are doing some recon of a neighboring state's snowpack. Mm-hmm. Skiing at Park City and at Alta tomorrow. Alex, will you tell us a little bit about Park City today? Park City today was uh, was pretty sweet, in fact. Um, there's definitely more snow here than there is in Colorado. I don't think we hit a single rock or tree. Um, and it was soft everywhere we went. There was maybe one run today where we were we all got to the bottom and we were like, wow, that kind of sucked because it was a little bit sun-baked. But... Um, but it was a great mountain. It was fun. And it's actually a lot colder than I thought it would be, which, I mean, I think we were talking about this earlier and that it's a little bit lower and so it's probably more humid, but I definitely felt like I was colder here than I normally am in, in Colorado. What do you think, Jackson? Yeah, I would agree. I was a little bit colder on my legs, and despite that, I think it kept the snow nicer, to be honest. It was really smooth, buttery smooth out there. Park City has a lot of trees, so we did a lot of tree skiing today. One thing, one stat that Alex looked up earlier is that Park City has a season snow total of 301 inches, which is just ridiculous considering most of our Colorado mountains are only hitting 200, about 200 right now. What's even crazier than that is that Alta, where we are skiing tomorrow, has a season total of 455 inches. Alex, do you remember what that is converted to feet? Oh, I think that's like 32 feet. <laughs> it's up there. It's, it might be, that might be too much, but it's definitely like over over 30 feet. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to ski Alta tomorrow. I heard it was steeper than Park City is today, which is great. I mean, we skied some fun stuff. We skied some trees um, all the way on the like, if you're looking up at the mountain on the left-hand side, off of, uh, what was it, McConkey's or McConkey's Lift? There was some great stuff off McConkey's Lift today. We hiked up to the top, got some kind of un- untouched stuff at the very, uh, the very top of um, Jupiter Peak and, um, and just had a really great day all around. The one thing that was surprising for me, though, was how many lifts it takes to get to where you want to go. Like, we started at the base and you want to get to like Jupiter Peak or you want to get to McConkie's Lift. And it was like, we'd have to take four or five lifts to get there. And I feel like I'm used to that from being out at Crested Butte where you have, you know, a few lifts to get to what you're looking to get to. But the today just felt like maybe because the mountain is so big, you're just traversing forever just to get to ski some great stuff. I agree with that. And Park City's a little bit flatter than what we're going to be skiing tomorrow at Alta. So I think it'll be a good change of pace tomorrow. It was a good warm-up day. We also got to see Park City during the Sundance Film Festival is going on right now in Park City, Utah. Alex and I just finished up a dinner there, walking through the town. I know it sound, we sound so bougie, but I promise uh, the, the film crews and producers there were much more bougie than we are. Um, but it was a cool scene to see anyway. And we may go uh, explore the town there again tomorrow. Hoping to find uh, 
Amelia Clark. Hoping to find Amelia Clark uh, from Game of Thrones. She's she posted a photo in Park City, and uh, maybe we'll run into her somewhere, which would be great. <laughs> I think we will. I think we might. <laughs> she, she's a uh, big skier for sure. Um, anyway. I just wanted to provide a quick snow update for those of you guys um, back in Colorado. It's shaping up to uh, bring some decent snow over the next 72 hours in terms of where I would be looking to ski. Steamboat at the top of the list uh, with 13 inches over the next 72. Winter Park trailing not far behind that with 10. Both of those kind of get hit in the same storm patterns typically as you guys know. Then down the list, we're looking at uh, Vale with six, Beaver Creek with five, A Basin, Copper, Keystone, Loveland, and Eldora all with four. So a little bit of fresh heading into the weekend with the snowpacks the way they are. It's going to be good out there. So uh, we'd love to see some content from wherever you guys ski. So we should probably roll into our uh, mounting news in the mountain segment this week. And uh, one thing that I heard, since and since we're in Utah, we'll uh, we'll make it local. Um, one thing I heard was that the Great Salt Lake here is shrinking, uh, you know, partially due to the population growth, and and also due to the fact that um, you know people here in Salt Lake are, are using too much water. And you know, I mean, we're all bad about that. You know, I think we use a lot of water in Colorado and. I know I probably could cut down on the time I spend in the shower, but it's just sometimes it's pretty nice just to let the water hit you in the face and rethink about what you're doing with your life. But, you know, um, so, yeah, the the Salt Lake is um, is shrinking, and apparently once it shrinks to, you know, and it's gone, it's going to release all this arson, arsenogenic or, like, you know, arsenic um, fumes into the air, which will make this whole area uninhabitable, you know, be too dangerous to live here. Um and so one idea that someone we know who's a, who's a mechanical engineer had was we should just cover the whole lake with a piece of saran wrap, just plastic it, plastic wrap that thing. And, uh, and then, you know, you don't have to worry about it, you know, but, um, but Jackson, I think has a pretty, has a better idea. So we'll, we'll lead into our pitchers and pitches and he can tell you about it. Yeah. So along those same lines and building off of our mounting news, we believe that you could cover the salt lake in concrete <laughs> and create a roller derby rink. And so our pitchers and pitch for the week is that we would like to create the That I-70 Show roller derby team here in Salt Lake City. <laughs> We're gonna start training ahead of the curve and be ready for the roller derby world championships here in Salt Lake in just a few years. So that is our pitches and pitches for the week. One part of the podcast that I wanted to touch on tonight is our travel time and expenses in getting to Salt Lake City because it's a neighboring town to Denver and it's a great place to ski. I thought some of our listeners might be intrigued by our travel plans. And I will let Alex start off as he was the one that actually planned this trip, him and his family, or, or his dad rather, and um, I'll let him talk a little bit about the route he chose and the costs associated with driving here. Yeah, so, I mean, we we decided to, to drive to Salt Lake instead of fly just because when you, 
when you fly, you have to rent a car, uh, and then, you know, you got to do the Airbnb. And if you drive, at least you can get to and from Salt Lake or to and from Park City or Alta or Snowbird or wherever you're trying to go a little bit easier. Maybe, maybe not easier, but, but without a rental car, which, and which is a little bit cheaper. Yeah. And, um, and so we ended up, you know, taking the day and which is about, if you go through the mountains, it's about an eight and a half hour drive. And by through the mountains, I mean, you you drive through I-70 all the way to Utah, and then I'm not going to know the highway. I want to say it's I-80, but you eventually turn onto I-80, and you take that all the way to, part, to Salt Lake City. But you can also go up through Fort Collins and then into Wyoming and drive kind of over the, above Colorado and then down into uh, Salt Lake City, also via I-80. Um, and that's the route we took because it's about seven and a half hours. And, uh, you know, on a nice day, it's... You know, I can see how that road would be pretty treacherous if it was a blizzard. But on a nice day, it was it was super easy, great drive. Um, you know, there's literally nothing in Wyoming. It, that state is actually shocking as to how empty it is. But um, but we also wanted to avoid all of the horrible traffic on I-70. Um, and so, you know, we drove up up through Wyoming, stopped in a great little town called Rock Springs at uh, this diner. And I cannot remember the name of the diner. There's only one. Um, diner but there's only one. Yeah, there's only one diner. And it was actually really good um and you know it's like a very old seven like maybe not 70 60s theme with records and elvis pictures and music playing it was pretty cool so we did that and then uh finished the drive and um and you know we got to to park city so i'll let jacks tell you how he got to uh to here as well thanks alex so i was fortunate enough to take a flight in effort to minimize the time off that I had to take off from my day job and so I decided to take a 5.30 a.m. flight this morning so I've been up since 3.30 but it's pretty convenient the flights from Denver on Southwest are scheduled I think probably about every hour if not every two hours so you have lots of options on when to come my ticket was only about two hundred dollars so it ended up being pretty economic as well. Alex was kind enough to pick me up from the airport and I'm on my way from, from there and I will get two days of skiing back to work on Friday and no one will even know that I was ever gone. <laughs> Alex, Alex had some troubles, shall we say, coming to the airport. He feels strongly that Utah drivers are slightly different than Colorado drivers and I'll let him explain to you his feelings on that yeah I mean I feel like Colorado drivers will at least drive the speed limit when it's perfectly fine out but this morning it was a little bit foggy a little bit cloudy it's nothing nothing that anyone should be concerned about but I'm driving down the highway and every single lane on a Utah interstate that's a 70 mile an hour zone is blocked by these morons who are going 50 all the same all the same (laughs) all the same speed and i was losing my mind to the point where i got to the first thing i said jackson i didn't even say hi to him i said man fuck these drivers (laughs) in all seriousness we feel like the drivers here are just a little different but everyone we've met here has been super kind asking how our day was and telling us to have a nice day so we have nothing against the people of utah we wish we had our local tour guide jade here with us to show us around and we especially wish that we had our bro tub expert and companion 
right here in the bro tub with us, Mr. Satchel. We, we really needed you tonight to be our guinea pig in the hot tub and make sure that the Airbnb hot tub pH balance was not off. We are not looking to get any chemical burns and we will see here shortly once we uh, step out. But uh, we're thinking of you guys and <clears throat> we will see you next week. That is all for this evening. We will be sending some, some content back from Utah and we hope that you guys have a great weekend. Alex, anything else to add? Just pray for snow.